Well, can I say something? Mm. I am flipping cold. <laughs> it's freezing. Yes, it is cold, isn't it? Yeah. But actually, don't you, you have a job that is indoors, don't you? Well, yeah. And near a big fire. <laughs> so, <laughs> technically, yes, I suppose. You know, I do. <laughs> I'm not really sure what you're moaning about, if I'm honest. <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode I Don't Give a Monkeys of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. <laughs> and there we have the episode title straight away. Uh, and my name is Nick Page and there, back with us, is Joe Davis. Hello, my friend. Hello. Episode 269, I think, was what you were trying to say then. 269 of your favourite podcast. We... Uh, apologise for missing last week. We've been a bit shoddy, haven't we? <laughs> well, I think I think a number of excuses were okay. You know, I was I had COVID for yes. one thing. And do you still have COVID? I mean, I know we're not on the how are you yet, but I kind of want to know. Uh, no, I don't have COVID. I have I have a cold and a cough and all. Okay. I think it's just morphed into the normal sort of wintry stuff. Oh, that's that's but, still um, rough though. Yeah. But I'm not as tired as I was. The big thing that I had was I just felt exhausted the whole yeah. time, really. Or not the whole time, but by the afternoon. Yeah. And, um, and you know, and so, but that seems to have, have cleared up. Well, I would have gladly recorded a podcast at six o'clock in the morning. Yes. If you're tired by the afternoon. <laughs> yes, but the reason we didn't record a the podcast last week was not entirely due to my COVIDness, was it? It was also due to the fact we did we did talk, <laughs> we did. and then I thought I can't inflict you on the world, and uh, you shouldn't be asked to do it. So, uh, I think you might be implying I was slightly miserable. <laughs> you. You were, despite the many helpful, encouraging messages that I sent yes, you. Yes, no. And I want to say to the listeners, Nick has been a tower of strength. <laughs> I think the following day I had a voice message from me saying, just ringing up to say, how are you? Because frankly, you were very depressing yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've cheered up. Yeah. I mean, it's good to know that you could be a grief counsellor. I embody so much pastoral care. <laughs> you do. Thank you. <laughs> mm. So, you know, this we're back, but we don't know what we're going to talk about. Uh, well, we do, but we don't know what's going to come out of it, really. Well, we've got lots of things to talk about, but I think we were saying we wouldn't bother talking about any of them today. That was the last no, conversation we had. So, so tune back in next week and skip this week if you want, listeners. <laughs> yeah, there's other stuff to, to think about today. I but think. before we go any further, yeah. can may I make this very important announcement? Thank you to all you lovely people who left lots of wonderful messages on our facebook page some of you have emailed uh just saying lovely and warm and encouraging things that genuinely bring healing to a situation so thank you so mm. much everyone yeah yeah lovely quality okay. yeah so should we do the how are you's and all that stuff yes well how are you let's cut to it you feeling a bit better by the sounds of it I'm feeling a bit better. Yes, I did have I did have COVID, uh, which I was slightly annoyed about. But uh, of course you are. But, um, no more Novid. 
Yeah, I know. I know. That's really annoying. Uh, what else has been happening? Had our wedding anniversary last week. Ah, oh, yes. Which was lovely. 39 of your Earth years. Exactly. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. That's getting the hang of it. And <laughs> you'd think that, wouldn't you? Uh, but anyway, and um, people say, what did you do for your wedding anniversary? Uh, we went out to John Lewis because now we live out in the country and have a pair of yokels. <laughs> we find the shiny shop very attractive. <laughs> and uh, we like to just go around and look at all the lovely things and and, and sort of stroke them. <laughs> no, anyway, do you know what? I used uh, to go and stroke the kitchen aids in the kitchen shop in Brighton. Yeah, because they were so beautiful and colourful and shiny and lovely. Yeah, I never got one. Shiny, lovely. <laughs> you can't afford them, but they're great. <laughs> well, we had a we had a somebody given us a token, so we we'd been saving Ooh. that up to spend. So it was rather lovely. Great, uh, yeah. So am I allowed to ask what you bought, or is it too personal? Uh, yeah, but, but, no, no, no. Yes, we we bought we bought a pie slice. Did you? Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, this is what life is like on your 39th <laughs> wedding anniversary. You get excited we... by a pie slice. <laughs> uh, we bought a pie slice, a <laughs> couple of serving spoons, platter. I don't you know, know why this is so funny, but it really is. <laughs> uh, some reduced price Christmas decorations. It was great. Funny and tragic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we did that, and uh, yeah, that was nice. Um, Good. Oven chips. Can I talk about oven chips? Well, of course you can. Because I feel like for years I've been missing out. Because I had oven chips years ago, and they weren't very good. Mm. You know, they were always a bit soggy. And mm. But it seems to me, recently, we've tried again. Okay, and... well done again. <laughs> you get to your 39th year together, and it's, whoa, you've gone crazy. <laughs> Let's try oven chips again. I'm really impressed with them, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Waitrose chunky oven chips. I mean, oven chip technology is just improved. Oh, yeah. No, I've had them. I've had them. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> They're very, very good. So, you know, I'm just giving thanks for lots of little things at the moment. You know, so oven chips. Uh, okay, it's a bit sad, isn't it, really? But anyway... um, that's pretty much it. And uh, my, my wife's been uh, watching Traitors. I'm oh. really into that. Yeah. So, oh, oh, you're not. It's your wife. Well, <laughs> see what I've had it, it's on in the background. I'm down there. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm doing other things. Yeah, doing a bit of course of, you uh, are. Art and stuff like that. But it's on in the background. So I couldn't tell you the names of anything. Yeah, you're in the background uh, just praying, studying the Bible. That's that kind it. of yeah, thing. And, oh, oh Traitors is on. But, you know, I'm... Yeah. I'm She's she's hooked, and uh, so we're watching it. Really, um, it's quite interesting, isn't it? It's fascinating. I I, th- I think what's fascinating for those who don't know, it's basically um, sort of mafia. If you know that game, uh, or there's a sort of youth game called Mafia, which is pretty much it. Or wink, uh, there might be other wink murder, wink murder. Yeah, those kinds of things. Murder in the dark. All those kinds of games where somebody is an assassin. Uh, and but it's on a higher on a bigger on a bigger budget. Yes, um, indeed. And uh, so I think there is an American version of it as well for our our colonial colleagues. But um, yeah, it's it, it's interesting. What's interesting to me about it is how people make judgments purely on on how nice people are. Yeah, they said no, you can't be a traitor because they're too nice. Yeah, exactly. And you think, well, you really need to go to church. 
yeah, exactly. To see how that just doesn't necessarily work out, you know. <laughs> it's true. It's a terribly guilty pleasure, isn't it? The whole, the whole thing is, it, it's just so compelling <laughs> to see being people being deceitful. And uh, yes, I, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, it's very bad, but I do quite love it. <laughs> mm, yeah. It is compelling and it's fascinating, isn't it? Just sort of the group dynamics and what causes suspicion and and how people follow one another and it, it, yeah, it's it's and how how one person mm. can sway the oh, whole meeting the whole to throw group. somebody out. Yes, um, I mean it's again. Just spend more time in Baptist church meetings and you'll see how this works. I was going to say, please don't open that old wound up. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I think Christians have a lot of in, insights into this whole, you know, subterfuge. It's true. I mean, it is an object lesson, isn't it, in group dynamics? And mm. you know, that's for me is what's fascinating about it. Uh, absolutely fascinating, and, and like you say, the power of one person to poison a whole group against another person is just absolutely fascinating not based on fact or anything like uh, as trivial as facts just based on a gut feeling and we're sort of taught to trust our gut feelings and here you see how completely unreliable that Mm. is there are people absolutely swearing that you know black is white or white is black you know and it's just based on nothing it's fascinating Mm. yeah well thank heavens we don't have political leaders who you know, no, us in that way. exactly. Yes. Yeah, that, People of integrity and honour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, look, let's, that's all my tr- trivial bits. Let's, let's go to what really matters. How, how are you doing? How are you doing? Hey, well, friend? you know, I'm, I'm okay. Grief sucks, doesn't it? So, for those that don't know, my brother died last week. Uh, so, so yeah, you know, and here's the thing I don't think even you know this. So, he died at, eight o'clock in the morning the Mm. funeral was at six o'clock in the evening by just after midnight my sister-in-law had the ashes back so that's a bit of a weird they do it differently in mexico it's not it's not like over here i wouldn't have a job over there for a start (laughs) no they don't hang about do they i mean i think a lot of hot countries frankly and i don't want to be rude but that is you know that's how it rolls i know in the middle east they do the same thing it's it's very quick so so yeah, so um, yeah. So I mean, how did that how did that affect you? Because that we're not used to that. We want more processing time, or yeah, or, or perhaps you didn't. But I don't know what how how that must feel for you. And also being on this side of the yeah, you know, the ocean. Strange. Well, you know, I went out for Christmas, and the purpose was to say mm. goodbye. And and to be fair, he had strung it out quite a long time. <laughs> yes, yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> bless yeah. him i mean it was remarkable i you know my fear is that he was very i think of afraid of dying so you yeah. know it was it was difficult um he he did fight it until he couldn't um so yeah um yeah it's it's horrible being so far away it's horrible i couldn't go to the funeral i mean you know they, they don't have like internet and webcasts and stuff like that over there so we were hoping that someone could FaceTime using, you know, data, but it didn't work out. Okay. 
because um, everyone was. But I saw videos of it, and uh, mm. yeah, no, I mean it was quite something. There was a mariachi band, of course, as there has been everything my brother has ever done in Mexico. <laughs> so it was it was actually very moving, but also sort of quite amusing as well, <laughs> and very lovely. And it seems like half the island, because he lives on this island called Cozumel, turned up for the service, even though it was six hours notice or whatever it was right. you know it's just yeah. extraordinary yeah. way of doing things over there and um yeah you know it is what it is yeah, i was i was very close to him as you know mm. he was a lot of fun we had many uh great times together so yeah i'm speaking to my sister-in-law over there most days and uh and that's about it i don't know what more to say really that's that's all part of it so, you know, it is what it is. And um, and there we are. Life seems not quite as good as it was at the moment. No. Hmm. I think, it, I mean, it was great that you were able to get out there. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm really pleased. And yeah. to, to say farewell, mm. um, I think that was, that was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was wonderful. You, you know, it doesn't necessarily lessen the... The, the pain of it but i think it the, the processing of it is it's is slightly easier when you've had that chance to Ex- say goodbye isn't it exactly right and isn't that one of the weird things about grief it doesn't matter how much you're ready for it and you know i'd been bracing myself for just just under a year for this i knew it was coming mm. and definitely knew it was coming soon but uh, you know when it happens when you get the news and i still you know it's still a sucker blow isn't it yeah yeah. So to cheer myself up, I mm. watched Mr. Bates versus the Post Office on no, your recommendation. Good. Good. Thank you. Yeah. That was a great outlet for my anger. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it's remarkable, isn't it? I mean, Toby Jones is fantastic anyway, but the whole story is just phenomenal. And it, it, it even makes you angry that the government are doing stuff because they're doing stuff now when they should have done it years ago just because someone's made a drama of it. And there's something about that that, yeah, yeah. The the sheer injustice is staggering. I mean, mm. it just is. Well, they say it's the greatest injustice in legal history in this country, and I'm sure they're right, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, this is the uh, post office scandal, which we had over here mm. um, for many years. Um, and uh, there was a drama done of it, um, which has really ignited our government um, because it's ignited the people yeah. uh, and the government are now suddenly all gung-ho for, for, for solving it and doing something about it very quickly uh, when they haven't really been like that for quite a while. And for those um, for those that don't know, the story is there was faulty software uh, given to the post office by Fujitsu and... Um, Basically, they couldn't balance their books and they assumed that all these... Well, did they assume? Who knows? But they basically prosecuted all their postmasters for the shortfalls that were the computer's fault. And many of them went to prison. They lost their livelihoods. They lost their reputation. Some of them committed suicide. Some of them... It's just a terrible, terrible... This most appalling injustice that happened and only now are we starting to deal with it. So that was the... That's the story. And it... And even if you think I couldn't watch it and make me so angry, I still encourage you to watch it because it's superbly done. Um, yeah. Yes, and I think the good thing about it is that yes, it, 
it does make you angry, but it is it is working. That anger mm. is actually working yeah. and that's coming to a resolution. I think there's quite a few interesting things about it. One one is it shows to me the power of stories. Mm. Because the facts have all been known. There there was this is all based on journalism. So this the whole drama is based yeah. on journalistic uh, investigations. It's factually based. So we'd known all the facts. Mm. But when you make it a story and when you bring in people's real lives and bring in people's emotions. Yeah. And and you you get engaged with these characters. That's what has really generated the the um, sort of upsurge in 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 uh, public interest and people talking about it and because I knew, I knew about this years ago because where we used to live our postmaster there got um, suspended mm. which we never we didn't know this was the, at the time but I'm guessing was was horizon yeah. and we all wrote in support of them because mm. they were lovely people yeah. and we couldn't and we couldn't believe that they'd done anything wrong yeah. and, and of course they hadn't well. Yeah, exactly. And right here in Worthing. So in East Worthing, there's there was a lovely guy who was doing it was also a councillor uh, with Worthing Borough Council, very respected. And then rumour got out, been fiddling the books and everything. Mm. And his reputation was absolutely destroyed. He lost his job, lost his place in the council, sort of disappeared into the ether. No one. Oh, well, I don't know where I, I suppose some people do. But again, you know, that's what it did. Yeah. And that's the other thing I think that's really struck me is that a lot of these people, it's not really about the money. It's about no. being accused of of of, of being of uh, it's about being accused of being a thief and about being sort of portrayed as that. So I was reading an interview with one of them, uh, uh, someone whose husband has died actually, um, but he he was one of them. And what really hurt him was being on the front page of the local um, paper uh, as uh, as a thief. So your your reputation, what people think of you, yeah, is so important. I think we we often in Christian terms we're told you know you shouldn't worry what people think of you, but actually I don't know if that's strictly true because it's it's you know it, you shouldn't overtly concern yourself with it because you can't control it. But when people are saying unjust things, when you are portrayed as one thing and you know that's not the truth, the truth matters. For yeah, people. yeah. It really does, and and all and all the we we did know this beforehand. We'd heard that some people had been accused of something that they shouldn't have been, and the post office has done. But it didn't touch us till we saw the drama, and then and once we saw the drama, we could imagine what it would be like for us if we'd been yeah. in their shoes. And suddenly, the empathy levels went off the scale, and and now something's being done about it. So yeah. because the thing about stories. I did quite a lot of research on this when I was uh, doing the uh, Badly Behaved Bible. The thing about stories is um, they actually trigger the same areas of the brain as the real events. So if you oh, yeah. if you they did some research where they sort of looked at as, you know, a story about, um, you know, being adrift on a boat or being or sinking on a boat triggered the same anxiety cortexes or whatever they are. I don't, I'm not, as you know, I'm not technically a trained neurosurgeon. <laughs> are you not? <laughs> no, it's, it, I've got a corkscrew. It's a hobby. And, uh, and, and, um, you know, but it triggers the same emotions. So you feel the same senses. Yeah. Of anger. And this is, this is very important for Christians because this is why, yeah. as, you know, the, to take the story sense out of the Bible is to take away its real power to 
to affect us. You know, if we view the Bible as this often viewed as a sort of manual of instruction or a book of law or this, that, and no, it's the stories that yeah. always really move us. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's a wonderful sort of demonstration of that. Yeah. The power of stories is, is, yeah. is quite something. So, listen, I, I, I don't want to string this out and I don't want to make it no. as, at all painful for you, but, you know, what I was interested about is in these times of, of grief, what have you found that's helped you in terms of faith and mm. uh, those kinds of things? I mean, one of the things you just talked about briefly yeah. at the beginning, but I think it's really important yeah. was community, you know, the the sense of love that you got from from lots of yeah. people. I mean, you know, if you can say the best thing about it, if you know, that's, I'm sure that isn't the right way phrase or way of looking at it, but it does bring out the best in people. Mm. The compassion and care. I mean, even just on our Facebook feed is so beautiful. And I know that's genuine. You know, that really is people. And, you know, people we barely know, but they just mm. feel compelled to say something kind and loving and that they're thinking of us and everything. So, there's something around death and grief that brings out the best in people, I think. Um, so, yeah, that's nice. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's strange, isn't it? I'm, I'm rock steady in my faith. It, it, I'm way past death affecting my faith in that sense. I'm absolutely convinced that, as you know, as we said with mum 18 months ago, um, you know, Brian is in God and you know that's mm. as as he always has been and um and I'm very peaceful about that and content with that that in no way is that a dilemma for me you know Brian's in God as always of course I think it for me what grief does is it raises all these questions about well why 70 years mm. why not 300 or why not you know a day like a damson you know what you know what oh he was 68 when he died so you know so it's strange isn't it you just sort of ask those kind of questions you don't ask at other times why is life as long as life is why isn't it 20 times longer a thousand times longer or why isn't it shorter why is it it's just you know there are no answers to those kind of questions i suppose um and that, and I, I suppose that has informed this theology, both my sort of universalism, as I suppose some would call it, um, and also this sense of, of course, everything in the universe is in is in Christ. So, Brian is in Christ. Now, that hasn't changed just because he's moved from life to death. You, you know, as we understand it. This is where faith really. You know, hits the, the rubber hits the road. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, and and I sometimes I I wonder what we've been talking about for years because you know in 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 church or in in Christian life it's so easy to sort of spend all your time talking about you know bits of doctrine and stuff like that that don't really matter and don't help you mm. because actually what we need to be talking about are the big things in life. Yes, you know. exactly. And I, I know the church does talk a lot about death, but it tends to talk about it 
in, historically at least as some kind of sort of control mechanism on what you do in life. Yes. In other words, you know, if you don't behave yourself now, you'll yeah you'll yeah. go to a rather horrible place where yeah. there's great big fiery yeah. monsters and um you know uh, and no oven chips. Or it talks about <laughs> it very victoriously. Yes. Um, yes. And and I. I sort of understand that, you know, when when I conduct a service, as I have done today, a couple, you know, like I want to bring hope to people. Mm. So uh, one of them was non-religious and one of them was more religious. So one was freer to talk about God. But, you know, in both cases, I said, well, you know, I said the things that people always say that I 100 percent believe. You know, Brian lives on in my heart and in my memory. It's absolutely true. No one can take that. He, he is a sort of part of me. Because I can remember him. He's shaped me, mm. informed me. And, you know, all of that is true. And I really believe that. I think what I don't like to acknowledge, and I think... Oh, I can't get through this. I think... <laughs> I think what is true is that when someone dies, a part of them stays with you. Yeah. I really do believe that. But what people don't like to say, and what I personally feel, is that whilst that is absolutely true, it is also true that a part of you has died with them. Yes, yeah. And it is yeah. that searing loss that I, I don't know how much faith makes a difference to that particular aspect. I mean, faith... Faith does make a dis difference because we've said we've said goodbye with hope, and yeah. you know, depending on how you understand it, you you know that it isn't the end, and you're going to be joined with that person you love so much anyway. You still are joined with them, and you know, whatever you believe, you you know, you're going to be joined with them after your own death. So, uh, that's great, and it's lovely to have that hope, and that's a very real hope for me. But what I don't know my faith has really equipped me for. It's just a desperate sadness and loss. You know, mm. it, I don't think it needs to particularly. I think, you know, loss is a part of life. And, and that's why what's so lovely about many of the emails we've had in the comments, you, you know, it's not people saying, hey, rejoice, you know, your brothers with God. And because yeah. that would, that would not bring any comfort to me. But actually, no one's done that. Not that I've seen. I mean, they probably will now. We've said that, of course. <laughs> but, but, uh, what they have done is said, hey, Joe, that, that sucks. We're really thinking of you. And that's oh. the best possible thing you could say. Because what you've done in that moment is you've said, you know what? This is horrible. And we're thinking of you. I mean, that's the. I could not ask for more. That's great. I really have appreciated all those comments and they've really they've really encouraged me and strengthened my soul at this time but you know it it just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's that is my great theological insight today. <laughs> that's it's fantastic. It's it's better than normal. I mean let me give you a, a moment to compose yourself because you're in danger of getting depressing again there. Yeah. I think sorry about that. <laughs> Cheer up. Yeah, well, you know, that's the kind of message I always find really yeah. Um 
I th- I think you're right, but you know, the pain is pain. Yes, loss is loss. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. Nothing can minimize that. No. I think the big mistake in a lot of Christian teaching is to think that somehow the hope of what is to come is a an immediate balm. You know, it's yeah. like an immediate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like a drug. Yeah, the, yeah. Cheer it's up, like a your morphine. miserable git. Here you yeah. are. Because, because, because you know you had gone to glory or whatever. Yeah, and I don't. I think that's the big thing that that we end up like to training people or giving people the idea that somehow life is free of pain. If you're a Christian, mm. particularly Christian in the West, that somehow you know you're going you're going to get through it without it. But also saying that pain is and the loss is somehow a lack of faith or it's not it's not necessary. It's absolutely necessary. And Jesus wept, and he wept at the loss of a friend. He didn't weep at people's lack of faith or anything. No, exactly, yeah. Theological garbage. He he wept at death, even though he knew what was going to happen. So you know, it's. I think I think pain is pain, and you just have to sit with people in it, and and we have to prepare people for a life that is going to experience it. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, the, and and the Bible is of course full of it. It's full of lament. It's full of yes, people exactly. Saying, this exactly. absolutely sucks. Yeah, uh, but we but we shy away from that because it's easier and nicer. We're embarrassed of it. Yeah, and we don't know what to say. And and that means that actually we're not very good in our culture. I've always found it quite difficult, yeah. you know, to know what to say to people. But I, I think, as we've said many times before, we were we were slightly missold our Jesus policy. Because we thought that we were going to go around with a big smile on our face and we were just going to be happy and praising God because aren't we praising God with every breath that we take nowadays? And, you know, life's just a joy. But I think um, I think the reality is you can feel so much and it's almost contradictory feelings. You, know, you, you can feel happiness and loss and, you know, sadness and... All kinds of stuff. And it's all going on at the same time. Yes, That's indeed. what's really confusing. It's all happening at the same time almost. And it's just, I can't figure it out. It's exhausting. <laughs> I, just, I just need a little nap, really. <laughs> but it's right. It's right. It's not yeah. a zero-sum game. You don't feel like one thing, oh, if I can just switch the switch, I'll feel happy. And then I won't feel sad. You'll, you'll, everything's mixed up. You'll feel it all. And... Uh, and we should, you know, it's important yeah. to do that because life is about all those experiences, about all those feelings. I mean, I, I wanted to say something to you, not to you necessarily, but to all people. It struck me the other day, I was thinking about you and I was praying about you and I was thinking about a talk that I'd heard from a a, a wonderful, you know, you meet these people who are kind of like they're wise old people. Mm. You know, there's nothing better, actually, than a genuinely wise old person, yes, I think. Yeah. It's an aspiration for me. I've got the old bit. The rest yeah, is... It just, just needs to with. catch up. <laughs> yeah. But, and this guy was a, was a former uh, vicar, or I suppose he still is, you know. But anyway, um, and he was just talking to, to, to people about, from a verse in Deuteronomy, a sort of odd little verse. It's a prediction for one of the tribes, a prophecy, and I don't know. And it's, it says, your, your bars are iron and bronze, and as your days, so is your strength. 
Deuteronomy 33:25. Now, what he all he was saying is, is he says you're going to be strong enough. Mm. There's going to be lots of times when you don't think that's possible, when you don't know how you're going to get through the day, but as your days, you know, so is your strength. You know, and 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 I I truly I think that's true. Yeah. You know, and I think yeah. I've been in many times because I'm mean, in quite recently when I thought I don't know I'm going to get through today, um, but you do somehow, and you do it with the help of other people and friends and the love of, of people, and you do it with, you know that 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 solid foundation of faith. But you do it, and you do it even though you're in pain and and you know you're you're wounded. Yeah, but you do it. Yeah, I just think true. you you find the strength. Really. Yes, exactly. Now that's good. I'll tell you what else. Mm. A lot of people have said, "Oh, that's a terrible start to the new year." But at least I've been able to say, "What? This isn't the new year." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, New Year starts March twenty fifth. What are you talking about? I'm just yeah. I'm just having a rough end to the year here. <laughs> it's winter. I'm I'm certainly not losing weight. Quite the opposite, because it's cold. <laughs> so exactly. uh, this is the time to eat quite a lot of chocolate I think you'll find we're, we'll deal with it after March the 25th that's what I'm saying I think that's right that's when we'll make the resolutions listen mate I my heart goes out to you, oh, no, uh, you, we, you we do love you and well thank um, you for all your encouraging voicemails and texts well I'm going to carry on because I do love you but <laughs> no, you can't please feel you can stop you know. <laughs> I think I think shouting cheer up at people is approved psychiatric. No, uh, it is. It's so helpful. Thank you. The other thing (laughs) often is helpful is just shouting, pull yourself together. That's always helpful as well. Yeah, you've done very well at that. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So listen, we I think we should wrap it up. Yes, we should. uh, You know, we should um, go and and do something warming in this in this weather. Uh, Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Oh, and listen. A massive thanks to you all. You're such a lovely lot of listeners. We're going to get through this and we're, who knows, we may even be back with some content next week mm. just to celebrate how wonderful people are. And, you know, it's amongst the many more than 17 of you, you know, there will be those of you who are going through exactly the mm. same thing. I, yeah, and my heart is with yeah, you. Yeah, our thoughts and prayers are with you. And I know that's easy and glib to say, but it's it's true. Um yeah, we, we uh, anyone hurting like that, it's okay. It's okay. Um, and I do think as your day is, so is your strength. It'll, it'll be okay. Yeah. But um, anyway, thank you, as I said, for listening. Thank you uh, for supporting the podcast. Thank you for recommending it to others. Mm. Um, oh, I, had, I tell you what, I had this experience the other day, right? Mm. So I met this guy from America, yeah. I believe it's called. <laughs> uh, well, the United States. I think ah, yeah, I've heard of that. And he's from a place called Arizona. I'm not quite sure where that is, but it sounds hot. And um, and anyway, I met this guy, and he was talking about uh, sort of the writing work that I do. And um, and he said, so so what else do you do? And I said, well, I also do this podcast, you know, with a friend of mine. And he said, hang on a minute, what's the podcast called? And I said, it's called Mid Faith Crisis. And he said, you you do it with Joe. I said, oh, my. <laughs> I was recommended your podcast by a friend of mine. That's so if no you're friend. That person, if you're that person in Arizona, just keep your mouth shut, mate. I mean, if you want to keep your friends, you know. Yeah. We, really, that's no way to reward friendship. 
But no, we do appreciate it. Uh, uh, yeah. It's really um, helpful for us. And we will be back with you uh, yeah. next Yeah, week, and, and maybe don't recommend this podcast, like today's episode. No, not this episode. particular episode. Maybe, no, you maybe know, not. maybe the next one. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah.